Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Story Studio. Oh yeah, here we go. Check it out now. Okay, man, we're recording. Cool. So, this is the last time we're ever going to say this oh. in this way. <laughs> do you want to do it? I did it last time. Oh, this is the part I'm not going to know it after. Is this episode 49 or 50? This is 49. 49. 49, yeah. Welcome to the Story Studio, the podcast for an independent publishing company discusses the world of storytelling, independent art, and storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. It used to be a hell of a lot longer than that, but we we, yeah, we got that back. Show for writers, filmmakers, podcasters, podcasters comic book poets, makers, comic book makers, anyone looking to tell stories in a modern world. Uh, and hi, I'm your host Daniel Wilcox, and with me is the other host, Luke Condor. See, this is sloppy. This is this is a sloppy way to to bow out. But this this is okay. This is uh, I mean, it, you know, it's it's end of the year party. It's the end of the show party. So <laughs> I am people are listening drunk. like... I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> He's high on coke, though. But, uh, <laughs> so this isn't the last show. This is um, basically... We've mentioned it in the last couple of episodes, I think, so if you've been listening, you'll know we are wrapping up this version of this show. Um, we were on about, we've been on about doing it for a little while any, anyway. Mm. Um, we were coming up to episode 50. We've been doing it for two years. We're like, we need a fresh coat of paint. We need to jazz it up a little bit. Get, get, I don't know. Just make know, it fresh. Clean the room. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we put it all together the on a budget. We kicked it off kind of not knowing what we were creating and just enjoying what we were doing. And I think we're, we're ready, you know, to, to take it to the next level. You know, we've, we've had a few cinematic dates. We've, we've been out on a few, on a few meals. I think now's the time to, come back to our place and maybe slip into something a little <laughs> bit more comfortable <laughs> yeah uh we're, we're like uh uh you know the, the pokemon like I know the pokemon, Dan. <laughs> what pokemon we uh we've evolved we're, we're going right. from i thought you meant a specific either, pokemon no well it depends so we're like pikachu and we're evolving into raichu or you could say we're like pokemon red becoming pokemon crystal i don't know yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair jump. Okay. Go. 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 Um, 
So today, today's episode is going to be just us kind of saying goodbye to to what the show was and talking about stuff we want to do in the new show and what what, what I'm looking forward to doing. So before all that, Dan, how's the writing going? Yeah, the writing's going okay. It's um, a lot of reading and a lot of editing. Um, so at the minute, it's just working through edits of book one of my series, um, which. I'm coming up to the end of the edits for that. And I'm also uh, sort of a good chunk of the way into book two. So just kind of rolling, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading lately more so than writing, I think just to kind of fill up the creative well um, and have a little bit of a break because it's kind of been flat out for the last few weeks, but yeah, enjoying it. How's, uh, how's all we chores writings? Yeah. So, so I finished editing um, my kind of final draft of, um, what's it called? The Frio or, or the Turing? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called yet. But that, that dystopian horror novel I was writing. And then, you know, when you finish a, a project or like you sign off on it and you're like, I'm done with that now. And then you're kind of like half into an, a, the next project, <laughs> but you, your mind's not quite there yet. You don't want to commit. Other things coming up. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to commit. That's it. Um, and then there's also like, you know, the like podcast production tasks pop like there. So there's all like the, the daily stuff to do. My mind is just goop. My mind is mm. completely just gooped out. Like when, just like an hour ago, I sat here on the on my kitchen table getting ready for this, and I was like, "I'm just so foggy." It yeah. just feels so foggy right now. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you just need that, though. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because you kind of feel like what you want to do is finish a project, have a day, and then go into another project. But there's so much yeah. that tries to drag you back into the no, let yourself rest. Or what about this one? What about this one? And it feels yeah. like such a heavy commitment to kind of go straight back into right this is the next project because what if it's a waste of your time which obviously if you continue with stuff and you finish it it's never going to be a waste of your time but yeah i completely i feel you i feel you so it we're coming up to like the last week of march next week and i was thinking okay so what i'm going to do <clears throat> it's coming up to the end of the, the first quarter of the year i've actually done quite a lot i've ticked off nearly half of the stuff i had down for the year <laughs> So, <laughs> so what am I do? Instead, what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a week and I'm going to read a load of nonfiction. I'm going to watch loads of like inspiring, you know, listen to all my favorite inspiring podcast episodes, and um, mm. and get myself back to that sort of refreshed, ready, pumped so up. The best to learn on the meat sack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like because we always do this at the end of the year. Like I'll always take a bit of time uh, to sort of get myself jazzed up again about writing um, and I'll go into the start of the year and then by this time I'm kind of tired again. So I kind of feel like every <laughs> quarter I need to have a, just a, a quick, maybe three or four days of not worrying about being productive, but filling up the well and uh, getting ready to go again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I completely get that. It's yeah. um, I think it's just one of the things, I mean, it was in, it might be worth in your nonfiction binge to actually go back through the uh, war of art Stephen Pressfield, just yeah. because obviously a lot of that's all about um, the the monster that tries to drag you back into the doing nothingness. Because I think we've we've mentioned this a few times before how easily you can kind of go from I'm going to take a day off to oh my god three weeks has passed and I've done fuck all. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you yeah. start to sort of uh, drink, and then you start to do drugs, and then yeah. you go to hell. Sort of have and the you jitter and you end up in a gutter, and that's, yeah. that's that's just a circle of life, and I think that's healthy. I like how in that book he says something about all abusive relationships, uh, addictions and stuff can all be traced back to resistance. 
and yeah. people just sort of put, putting up what they should be doing, and uh, yeah. and then ending up, you know, doing coke or whatever. It's a very know. deep book. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good though. It's it you definitely need to read it at least once a year. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, what else are you reading? Because I know you said you're reading your own work in the edit, but are you reading anything else? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm kind of at the minute. I've realised that I've got six books that I'm currently reading according to Goodreads that I'm trying to tick off. So I've got less that I'm juggling between. So I've just finished Mark Edwards because she loves me, which was actually a recommendation from my mother. Um, but also when I was in London and I met um, the wonderful Paul Teague and uh, Alison Ingleby, who will be a future guest on the show, who will kind of touch on a little bit about what happened with that interview in a minute, I think, because we need to acknowledge it. Um, yeah. But they they brought up uh, the psychological thriller stylings of Mark Edwards. And um, yeah, the book's fantastic. It's, it's racy, it's earthy, it's first person, mm. so you kind of really get gripped into the seat. But then I'm also at the minute reading Simon Sinek's uh, Start With Why and yeah. finished Fahrenheit 451. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, just a few other ones. So I'm, I'm trying to just, I wouldn't say race through them because I'm yeah. conscious that I don't want to just speed through and not absorb the prose, but I'm trying to sort of just get through my list of the things that I've been reading. But um, Take the box without actually absorbing it. I know what you mean. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all good. So at the minute, it's I'm working through Start With Why as my non-fiction book of this week, which is really, really good. Big fan of Simon Sinek. Yeah, I saw the TED Talk, or maybe it's like a TED equivalent. But yeah, um, yeah. that's he talks about Apple, right? I think that's what he yes. focuses on. It. Yeah, it's really good. Um, makes that, sense. Yeah, it makes so many sense. And it's the kind of thing that it's very easy to forget. Mm. You just end up doing stuff and not... Just because you, especially with like in the self-publishing world where it's constantly like, oh, you need to do Amazon ads, you need to do mail lists a certain way. There's like constantly new stuff. You kind of always kind of feel like, oh, I need to do that, I need to do that. And then forgetting like why, like what what are you actually aiming to do? Because yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy to get swept up in that nonsense. Yeah, and it's when you come down to, I don't know, you spend forever working on your blurb, which I don't know, say an author maybe spent an entire day working on their blurb and while blurbs are obviously important and are a selling point of the book are you spending so much time on that blurb that maybe you're not actually writing which is what you should be doing because you want to be making those steps forward it's it's constantly coming back to why is it are you, why are you currently doing what you're doing is it going to help your bigger why yeah because i think it's, it's similar with planning as well you can spend literally weeks months planning a book but is that actually going to get the book written so that you can hit your financial targets, your personal targets, anything else. What is it you're actually planning? Is it good enough? You know what? You know, I think we've talked recently about what a morning routine is where you asked me sort of what my morning to-do list of something I do every single morning is I I, I do write out in my journal, tell stories that are loved all over the world. And I think that might be like my uh, ground zero why. That's everything sort of stems out from that bottom line, tell stories that are loved all over the world. And you write that every morning. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty ludicrous, that. actually, when I think about it. But it's almost <laughs> just a habit now. No, to be fair, I'm currently working on um, this. No, this isn't going to be my something cool. I've got something else. But um, yeah, I'm working on uh, getting back onto my bullet journaling, which I did a little bit of last year, and I want to kind of jump back into that. And one of those is putting in regular reminders of what I'm doing, and I'm trying to work out what my big why at the minute is because 
I want to tell stories, but at the same time, I think personally, my big why is to create a platform in which I can promote and help other authors mm. because I, I ran my own business proofreading copy editing for two years. And one of the things that I very much found early on with that was that there's no easy way in for people. There's no sort of stepping stone. It's kind of all or nothing. You either know people or you don't. And I want to kind of help bring some people up and make that a bit easier, but I'm kind of fine tuning that at the minute. Yeah. So How again, long have you been writing down that statement for that you want to tell uh, stories? Uh, about? Maybe two, three years. Wow. Think, yeah. Think about that. Something like that. Um, for the example, ladies and gentlemen. Start with why. <laughs> Literally mm. start the morning every day with why. Um, yeah. Right. So uh, big whoops. Have you got one? You just mentioned it just then. Yeah, but that's not what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for uh, that. We have proofed and put forward to review the audiobook version of They Rot. So after what has been many, many months of being in the works with um, one of our wonderful narrators from the other stories, Justin Fife, we have finally sent off the audiobook version of They Rot to uh, ACX to be finalized and hopefully published in the next few days, um, which I was actually going to ask you about. How long do they normally take to go live? Because you've had experience mm, with this before. I think it took about a week before. This was a yeah. couple of years ago now. Though. Yeah, it's been, what, two, three days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's quite exciting. That'll be my first audiobook and also my first one with you. <laughs> yeah. So um, we obviously have quite a big fiction audience with the other stories. So I'm actually quite curious to see how well this translates into possible sales um yeah yeah, yeah, we, yeah we have, kind of... we've got audio fiction fans so let's see mm. if they like it yeah yeah give it a go yeah uh what's yours uh i've kind of got a couple i mean so when i left london and moved to manchester one of the big things that i kind of missed was that in london there's always decided there's always something going on so there's always like a weird little film festival or you can always go to a cinema and find obscure genre films that you don't see in the big screen anywhere else. Um, and as we moved to Manchester, I kind of missed that. But then, and I, I think I was at the point when I was kind of almost complaining about it. I was like, why isn't any, I'm going to have to do something myself. I'm going to have to put on my own film festival or something. Um, and then out of nowhere, Starburst magazine were like, we're putting on a free film festival. Film festival number like 40 quid. A free film festival. And it's going to be, obscure genre films and it's going to be <laughs> in media city in the the building next door to where i work i was like they've made oh, wow. the exact thing that i want <laughs> wanted yeah. so see if you want anything hard enough you just wish in it happens. exactly yeah um so i ma managed to go in and watch the um uh altered states by ken the ken russell film uh tremors on the big screen if you've ever seen tremors dan it's uh no i've heard of it it's like the little worm things graboid worms that uh attack people and eat people. It was a really, really fun mm. B-movie creature feature with Kevin Bacon. It's really good. And what else did <laughs> I watch? I watched the, oh yeah, I watched a film called A Boy and His Dog. And it's um, it's a post-apocalyptic story, very sort of Mad Max sort of world about a boy and his, he's got a dog and he's got a telepathic um, <laughs> like uh, communication with his dog. And I was like, where did this idea of a, a man and a dog in a post-apocalyptic world come from? What is it? Why is that such a pervasive idea? I I honestly don't know, but you it do makes see it sense. A lot. That it just makes it kind of. I kind of feel like 
when you're young and you're a boy and you've got a dog and like you don't have all the responsibilities of, of work and bills and council tax stuff, I kind of feel like people, men kind of want to go back to that. They kind of want the mm. world to end so they can just walk around with their dog and not worry about council really... tax. Yeah, I think there's something a bit, um, I don't know, like fairy tale in it. Obviously, a dog is the closest thing you can have to a friend that can't speak back. It would be a little bit different yeah. if it was a boy and his buddy named Clive. Yeah. Like it doesn't quite have the same ring because you, you like that mystique of the fact that a dog can't talk back to you. So you are still technically alone and yeah. you're clinging on to the last dregs of companionship. Yeah. So in, in this film of Boney's dog, it's um there's like no there's hardly any women left alive in this on in this world. And um the guy really wants to get laid. So he uh, he gets his dog to sniff out women for him. That's like the whole idea. I'm so glad you said women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he finds this woman and his woman starts trying to change him. And, uh, and at, at some point, you're not going to watch it because it's a real film. I, I doubt you can even find it very easily. But the dog yeah. gets in a fight and the dog's dying and it's starving. Um, and the guy's like really upset. And the woman's like, leave the dog now. It's, you know, you need to move on with your life. And he kills the woman and feeds her to the dog to get him healthy again. That's how it, that's how it ends. It ends with them like barbecuing this woman and like eating it. And then they, and then they walk off to like, uh, I think I was the only one laughing. It walks the credits roll as they walk off and they're laughing with each other to this like country music. I was, I was like, oh, wow. I, was, I found it like really hilarious because it just came out of nowhere. I was like, <laughs> the, guy, the guy won't give up his dog for, for woman i like it um, did that feel like a satisfying ending <laughs> it did at the time yeah like the woman she she wasn't it wasn't like uh built to be she wasn't a nice person like she was she was a bit of a villain throughout the film so it, it did make sense in the story it's, it's just one big joke <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. um okay so <clears throat> that's a big one. Oh, the other big one i was just gonna say is um i found an author that i really really like uh called robert r mccammon he, um, okay. back in the day in the eighties during the big horror fiction boom, there was Stephen King, Dean Koontz. And then apparently the third guy was always Robert McCammon. Uh, he was never as big as those guys, but he was always kind of loved. Um, and then in the early nineties, he gave up publishing because he couldn't, he was kind of forced to just publish horror fiction. And he didn't want to do it anymore. He was like, I want to do a historical fiction. I want to do fantasy fiction. So they were like, no, you can't do that. So he gave up and he came back. 20 years, maybe I don't know, between 10 and 15 years later or something, he came back and started publishing again. So I've just been reading some of his work and reading some of his short stories now called Blue World. And he's a really, if you're looking for another author that isn't king, but, you know, does that kind of uh, genre stuff really, really well, Robert Armour Cameron is a, is a guy to go to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wow, the yeah. hardcover of his book is 60 pounds. Which one is that? Blue World. Oh, Blue World, yeah. Um I think I've seen Ke- to the list. I think he's one of Keelan Patrick Burke's favorite authors as well. I've seen his his reviews on Goodreads. Okay. Oh, fantastic! There you go. Yeah. So we better wave goodbye to the story studio. The story studio is no more. We're burning it down <laughs> to the ground. Just to um, clarify for people as well, we will still stay on this podcast feed. We'll just update all the names and. Um, all the corresponding artwork, but you will still have access to the full backlist here. You won't have to do anything. Just stick with us. Um, yeah. It'll just be a little bit of a change in format and a bit of a change of, of name and color. Yeah. So maybe we should, we should start by saying why we're changing the name. Um, and I mentioned before <laughs> that <laughs> I mentioned before, because um, we were, you know, to the fresh coat of paint, but then like, we were kind of um, nudged a little bit long as one of our favorite podcasts changed its names to something very similar. Um, very, very similar. So we were like, okay, well, that's kind of like, you know, the writings on the wall then. So we should, we should change now. It's kind of like when you're a couple of months away from picking which university you're going to go to and then your parents announce they're moving anyway. Yeah. So you're like, we were kind of heading this way anyway, but it kind of gives that extra boost. And to be fair, we, we have big respect for the people that, are also going for a very similar name. Um, and we kind of wish them the best of luck with it, but I'm, I'm very, very excited about actually um, just giving it a bit of a refresh. Like you say, we've been doing it for two years, nearly. It's just kind under of two years. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think, I think you'll agree that we've kind of, we're kind of finding a bit more of our vibe with this new updated refresh. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that was the most least confident answer ever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just yeah, uh, I think so. I had a, a gulp of iron brew, and uh, you know, you get a, an iron brew burp. burp. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be as classy as ever, um, but we will be looking at uh, ways to try and draw you guys in a bit more. One of the things that me and Luke are very, very keen to do is to get a lot more community involvement, get some more of your questions in. Obviously, one of the benefits of this podcast is we do speak to a lot of pretty incredible talent um and we want you guys to ask questions we want to be able to put your stuff forward get more of your insights a bit more of your input and uh, start feeding you into the show more so um yeah. we've got a few ways we're going to do that but i also don't want to steal the show from your notes so if i'm no no it's going well, ahead, I was, I was the same know. thing so <laughs> i was gonna say what I, we mentioned earlier on slack was we want to sort of focus on like community and sort of building a club mm. sort of uh, a club of people telling stories and not just writers and not just, not just self publishers, you know, traditional publishers, filmmakers, uh, game developers and that kind of thing. 
Um, I've been talking to a guy recently who is making, who wants to make interactive fiction. So that'd be interesting to maybe talk to people who are doing that kind of thing, um, just to get, mm. um, you know, get a whole, there's a whole wealth of people out there that we want to talk to. Um, yeah. And I think when we first kicked off our, our why at that point was we started the podcast originally so that it, we, we've never lied about it. It's always been quite selfish intentions. We wanted to speak to other people. We wanted to network. We wanted to create a show while we were learning from pros at the same time we give people the opportunity to listen to that and i think in 2.0 that is twisted a little bit more into the whole community vibe so while yeah. we'll still be speaking to some top-notch talent um it will very much be more about hearing from you getting getting your voice involved because we do a lot with the other stories um which in case anyone doesn't know that's our other podcast check it out um but in terms of feeding in comments reviews things from that that people get in touch and say but we want more of that we 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 love hearing from you guys. Yeah, one of my favorite podcasts is um is the Movie Crypts, and they do uh, every week they do uh, Hollywood therapy uh, where they get people to the audio members to sort of send in stuff that's like concerning them or you know if they're having issues with the writing or something that they'd send in a question, and then the two main hosts and the guests will have a little conversation about you know ways that they can fix that. A bit of a mm. what do you used to call those things in newspapers? <laughs> You know, with a um, dear, like a dear, dear, dear Susan. Aunt. Oh, dear Agony Aunt. Aunt. Agony Aunt. Yeah, yeah, so something like that, but like, uh, you know, storytelling related. I'd like to get something like that going. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I think I heard on um, a couple of the Tim Ferriss podcasts where he'll just have live questions. It'll feed between his guests and himself. Yeah. It's kind of cool. But well, yeah, more, more of that good stuff. Also, keeping in the idea of like club mentality what about getting like stickers you know people can put on their laptops and stuff and say you know uh, you know i'm a part yes. of the club <laughs> part of the club t-shirts as well we Not mentioned that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so we're looking at um we're looking at merch we're looking at sort of offering more of what we do to you guys um because like i say i, f- I feel like we've we've got some good inputs we've got some good insights we speak to some awesome people so yeah. Let's draw y'all in. And I think T-shirts are a really cool way to go too. T-shirts, stickers. You know, what else? Mugs. Mugs. So I kind of feel like if you... Posters. <laughs> like... Um, Stress balls. Yeah. Some sort of like mug that has like inspirational message on it or something. Not the one that I... Mm. You know, I've had the one for two, like three years <laughs> now. The one that says keep going you shits and that's inspired me for a long time. But, you know... Yeah, I think that's my favorite mug ever. Um, so yeah if if any any of this stuff is like people listening they go I want a sticker I want to be part of the club then let us know and we'll put you down (laughs) Um, boom what else so let's go for my notes quickly Uh, I think we're have we announced a new title yet are we doing that now are we doing that may as well do it now should we do it now yeah over to you well we're going to call it Hawk and Cleaver's massive storytelling podcast it's a bit of a play on, as voted for as voted for by people in the Facebook group but um, it's a bit of a play mm. on my old podcast uh, Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing um, and then the story studio had a bit of that vibe and then now we've reclaimed it and I think it's it makes sense I think right yeah to be fair I think when we first started um I I was listening to your podcast 
And you, did you carry it on a little bit while we were still doing the story series to begin with? Or had you sort of dropped it by no, that point? I dropped it by that point. I tried to do a few, as a Patreon thing, I tried to do a few episodes on that, but I was like, why am I doing this? The story studio is kind of <laughs> where I'm, it felt like doing the same thing yeah. twice. Twice. Yeah. 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 And to be fair, it's a lot more enjoyable for me, I can imagine, because um, I can't imagine doing a whole show just by myself, but mm. um, it's much more enjoyable kind of doing it with someone else. And I think that, I think that we've got a lot of the same thoughts, uh, a lot of the same mentalities. We vary slightly on the different guests, which I think is good. Um, and it does kind of, it makes sense to do a little nod back to the roots of, of where it all began, which was obviously when you picked up the mic, what was that, three, four years ago? Yeah, something like that. Three years. In fact, I think it was three years ago, pretty much exactly. And wasn't that podcast pretty much the roots of Hawk and Cleaver? Yeah, it's because, so from that podcast, uh, Ben Harrington got in touch with me and then I helped him publish his first little short story on, on Kindle. And then Skip, my butcher, did the same thing. And then we started to publish together. We were like, why not you know, put a brand behind it, a name behind it, Hawk and Cleaver. And then Dan came on from there. Yes, yeah, so it all kind of started from that podcast. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Hawk and Cleaver's massive storytelling podcast. Yeah. Uh, so trivia, Dan. Would you like some trivia? I love trivia. Really got a... Was that the first question? You got it right. Okay. And the uh, second yes. question. Which, which episode <laughs> is our most downloaded episode of the Story Studio? Oh, I felt like I knew this. Is it? The episode with Michael Andley. It is. And I thought you'd get that one right. So I thought, all right, let's, uh, let's make this a little bit more difficult. Not sure up the difficulty level. Our second most downloaded episode. Yeah, Michael's got a big fan base. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our second most downloaded episode. What are you thinking? Who was the guest on that one? I mean, my gut would go towards another Michael Andley associate, mm. but I think I'm going to go for Nick Cole. I'm afraid not. It was John Cronshaw. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's a uh, second most downloaded episode. Fantastic. Okay, and the final question. Good old John. Met him in London. The final question for the money, for the prize money. Uh... <laughs> to be allowed the spot of co-host on the massive storytelling <laughs> studio. Uh, you know what? I forgot what the actual answer is. Let me just have a <laughs> quick look. Uh <laughs> Insert ad break. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. What was episode 25? So what was the halfway point? Without looking <laughs> at, the, uh, at the feed, as I've just done, without getting that up. <laughs> <laughs> episode 25. Uh, I'm listening for typing. Okay. If I hear you typing any, points <laughs> will be deducted. Um... Oh, that's difficult. Episode 25, episode 25, episode 25. I'm trying to think of all the, all the guests. We've had a load. <laughs> we've had quite a lot. I will shoot for... Uh... <laughs> will it be John Late and Chris Sides? Mm, wonder where they were. Uh, so, no, it's not that one. We, it was, it was yeah, editing for Indies earlier. with Clark Chamberlain. Oh, I don't know what clap. episode that. Oh, it, that was episode five, that one that you're thinking of. No, it wasn't. 
no, no. Well, it, I was it, well off. Well, <laughs> there. There. But um, it was it was pretty early on, though. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Who is a? I don't know if we we're supposed to say this, but who? What's been your most enjoyable interview? I think the ones that I really like are the ones where I'm kind of super nervous going in because it feels like I've achieved something and we come out on the other side. Um. <clears throat> mm. So. The the most recent one with Nick Cutter because I'm a, like a big fan of Nick Cutter's work, especially now. I seem to be very much into it. Um, so Nick Cutter one was really good. I enjoyed talking to mm. Harry Sheriff. You weren't on that one. That's the only one. Only to have done on my own. It just just because. Yeah. Um, it was incredibly relaxed because I'd met him in person, and it just felt like I just we were continuing the conversation in person. Um. That's just a barrier yeah, exactly. down. What about you? I think I'll put the disclaimer on and say that I've obviously loved every interview that we've had um, in terms of the guests that have come on, appreciate their time and just the lessons that we've learned. Um, I'd say the one that sticks with me most, well, there are two that kind of stick with me most. The first one's Garrett Robinson. Um, that was great. Because, yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, pretty much because for me, he was sort of the first big star that, I'd spoken to on sort of an author to author level. Um, and he's doing some fantastic stuff now with his, with his um, Nightblade epic. I say now he's still doing some awesome stuff. Um, and then the other one was uh, Keelan, Keelan Patrick Burke, um, purely because I don't think I ever expected to be psychoanalyzed on a live podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. I like, I like this sort of episodes because. Yeah. It was just I, a humble, very honest interview. Yeah. I feel like sometimes with, with these sort of interview podcasts, it can become very like, here's a standard set of questions. Let's go through the runner and, uh, mm. you know, come out the other side. But like, I like the ones where it feels like we're learning and growing at the same time and we're discussing sort of bigger ideas that need to be, like, we need to dig into a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's, I don't know, there's something, it's going to sound really corny, there's something magic about podcasting. Um, But literally, if you look at, how lucky we are to be able to speak across continents to people through devices in our computer. I mean, if we didn't have computers, me and you probably, well, there's no way we'd be hosting this. No, <laughs> I don't know how that would even work. Well, Hawk and Cleaver wouldn't even be a thing without internet. <clears throat> nope. I'd be at yeah. home, bored, playing game. <laughs> so I just going to say, we did my biggest uh, pet peeve of this this show has been Skype. Like, if Skype's not been like going all digital <laughs> and sort of the signal sort of disappearing, <clears throat> but but for some reason, um, so, I don't know why that is. Because sometimes we talk to people like Nick Cutter, the signals with that he's in Canada. That was amazing. That was the best signal I think we've ever had. And we're yeah. talking to someone in like, uh, you know, in England, the other side of England, Surrey. Yeah, Surrey <laughs> sort of melts. But so Skype has been been a big pain. And we did record an episode of, we've recorded two episodes, full hour long episodes, where for some reason, the the recording software we use as part of Skype has just decided to to not work. Just like corrupted the file when it's like you can't get anything out of it. Um, so it's done that twice. For no reasons. We should be on episode 51. Yeah. So twice out of, I think I've done about, recorded about 130 you know, episodes worth of podcast now. So twice, I know some of it isn't too bad, but still, it, it's it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, 
Yeah, and just to nod back, because I think I mentioned it briefly in the intro as well, The this episode was also supposed to be an interview with um, Alison Ingleby, who is a dystopian uh, fiction writer, who we will be getting back on to have another interview with um, at a later date. But yeah, good old, good old Skype and Skype recording corruption just meant that that's kind of out the window. But um, apologies, Ali, if you're listening, but we'll, we will get you back on and we'll have another chat. Yeah, and we are, we're also going to be moving on to potentially moving on to a different service software, mm. you know, sort of thing that might be more suited to what we're doing. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. <clears throat> okay, so you know when we move over to the new name, Dan, are we going to episode one again, or are we just going to go episode fifty? I think we should go one. You think we should be a complete fresh start? What do you think? Oh, I don't. I don't mind. <laughs> I <honestly laughs> don't mind. Yeah, because I mean, we can go for one, which obviously is the fresh start, or go for the carry on, so people can obviously see there are a lot more episodes associated. But I'm kind of, I'm easy. I think one makes more sense. Um, yeah. But okay, yeah. So let's just I'm go to episode good. one then. Yeah. 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 Done. Massive Storytime Podcast, episode one. Yeah. Um, so what might be nice, actually, is if people are listening and they do want to either jump into our Facebook group, which is facebook.com, and then you can either search for Hawk and Cleaver, or it's just forward slash groups, forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Um, and just either pop us a comment, drop us a message, and let us know what your favorite parts of the show are, slash were, um, because I know we're keeping a couple of the elements that we enjoy from this one. So for example, the quick fire round will be staying. Um, and yeah, if there's anything particularly that you guys liked, you want to see more of, if there's anything that you didn't like that you're like, well, fuck that, let's get rid of that. Um, then let us <laughs> yeah. know and we can, because it's all, it's all good to go. We've got, we've got a format in mind. It's going to be a bit more, um, a bit more structured, like we say, a bit more community based. So uh, it'll be good to get your guys' input and get that started. Yeah, sounds good. All right, guys, I think that's the end of this show. Yeah, let's not milk it for what it's worth, but we will see you on the other side at Hawk and Cleaver's massive storytelling podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Story Studio podcast. Still hungering for some podcast goodness? Then why not check out our other show? the other stories oh and did you know every time you leave us a review in the itunes store a puppy is born cute day anyway toodle pip Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.